This is From Dad, and I'm Ryan Daniel Culp, and I'd like to share with you true tales of modern fatherhood. Okay, the baby's sleeping, and the toddler is watching Daniel Tiger. The first episode got a lot of good feedback, and I really appreciate it, and I just wanted to update you on a few things. Don Niemeyer and his wife, Carissa, and their business partners actually opened a place called Story Coffee Company in Colorado Springs. It's not Story Coffee. That's some somewhere else. And they unfortunately sold their RV and they hunkered down in a, I think Don called it a real house, but then corrected himself because really a real house is, it's wherever you're living. Shortly after I talked to Don last year, I sat down with Jordan in the gymnasium at Ivy Wild School in Colorado Springs and we talked about his birth story. I'm looking to do a bunch more birth stories, so if you have one you want to share... Oh, there's the little one. It's okay, bear. Okay. Pacifiers work wonders. If you have a birth story you want to share, you should shoot me an email at ryan at fromdad.audio, A-U-D-I-O. It's important for a birth partner to be able to tell their birth story from their perspective so they can process the amazingly beautiful thing that they've just been through, that their loved one's been through, and that their new child has been through. It's one of those intense moments of life where you only get that one time. And it's just, it's huge. All right, talk to you guys soon, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Have you seen a placenta? No, I, I have no desire to see a placenta. <laughs> you could introduce yourself. Hey, my name is uh, Jordan Moore. I live in Colorado Springs. Uh, my wife and I had our first child back in June. You talked a little bit about your squeamishness during the actual birth but I want to start with leading up to it like how did you guys prepare for birth? Well the squeamishness wasn't just uh, during the the process that went all the way back to the birth classes that we went to the hospital that that we had the birth at offer classes and we took three we took the standard birth class learning how to to breathe in different positions and oh God, those awful videos, and, <laughs> um, you know, I had to close my eyes during a lot of it, and apparently they weren't even that bad. Uh, we did a, a breastfeeding class, and we also did just a, you know, a standard baby care class. You know, I've had little cousins, but up until this, up until uh, Ellie was born, I'd never even changed a diaper, so that was, that was really valuable, too. So, so we took those classes, and, you know, we're, we're kind of at the tail end of some of our friends having kids. You know, I got to talked to a lot of other husbands and my wife got to talk to a, a lot of other women who've had babies and kind of we, we prepared that way but the classes were really valuable the, the birth class was probably the most full there were probably about a dozen other couples and you know everyone kind of talked well you know we want to be natural we want to do epidurals and all that kind of stuff what was the weirdest part about the class uh probably probably the videos for sure and you know if, if cam and i had just watched those at home it might be different, but there's all these people and strangers that you don't know just hanging out in the room watching this lady with no clothes on push a 
bowling ball out of her girly parts and it's just like oh my god please make it stop <laughs> um you know i just it's just not something that i i was used to or or anything like that um so it was just it was just super awkward for me like would you be able to say vagina do you think like when you said girly parts like is it that deep how deep does it how deep does this river flow i guess is what i'm asking um well when you're talking about vaginas and rivers flowing that kind of makes me a little squeamish too <laughs> i mean i i can say it i in it if i had to do it i i could i just would prefer not to so if it called for it and i had to deliver the freaking baby on the side of the road i don't know how to do that but i you know i feel like i would be able to you know rise up and and take care of cameron in that way but we didn't have to do that and so i'd rather stay away from that if if possible where do you think that squeamishness came from or or like when did you kind of first see it oh i've, I've just always been squeamish about that kind of stuff that's just i just don't like it so um yeah i don't know that it's, it had anything to do with the birth process it was just the birth process is an extreme of things that already kind of make me grossed out so <laughs> did you like get to a point where you felt comfortable in the class outside of the context of the videos the, the first two classes i probably never really got that comfortable but but by the end of it um, I, you know, I was definitely more comfortable with it and um, was probably able to to crack jokes i was that dad in the back who you know was making jokes about different stuff and some of them were funny some of them got me some dirty looks but that's all right <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna ask if you played it up a little bit. Um, you know, I, I during the class, I was, you know, if I saw a good opportunity for a joke or something, I, I might have said it. But but really, it was kind of just between me and Cameron, kind of you know talking back and forth, you know, writing little notes to each other, like, oh my god, that was so gross, or oh my god, you're gonna have to do that. Um, but we had a good time too. Just you know, that's both of our personalities is try to make humor out of awkward situations and um and and birth class offered plenty of chances for that it's it's a vulnerable time especially for a woman and so you i guess that was kind of my job was to kind of play it up and and make her laugh you know if i'd say if your wife doesn't laugh at that kind of stuff that's probably not a good idea but but for cameron she she loves that kind of stuff and i think that probably eased some of the any tension that there that there was so do you feel like the classes helped like and how so yeah the classes definitely helped just because i had i had no idea what what to expect and it just kind of gave me a an idea of you know what what my wife cameron would be going through kind of my role in in the whole process as well and and surprisingly i the baby care class you know i thought you know that's going to be really good for me that's something that i am going to be doing thought I was maybe really just going to the, the birth class and the, the breastfeeding class just for support for Cameron so she didn't have to go alone. But I actually picked up on things that, you know, Cam missed out on or, you know, I, I just kind of ex expected her to just remember everything, but it was nice to, especially, you know, in those early stages of for having contractions at home and stuff like that. I was like, oh, remember this this position or remember we had to breathe this way or the counter pressures and, and stuff like that that you know, she wasn't thinking right. She was having contractions every every three to five minutes or whatever and, and couldn't really remember that stuff. And so it was kind of cool to see me kind of recall some of the things that I had learned from those classes and and kind of help in, in that moment. 
Was it, what was the most surprising thing in the whole process? I, I was kind of surprised, you know, you, you hear things in class, but then you get to the hospital and it's, it's a little bit different because she was a first time mom versus, for example, there was, they tell you the five, one, one, you know, contractions are five minutes apart, one minute long. I, I don't remember all, all that, but we had reached that point. It was like, all right, we're going to the hospital. And that was like at 6 a.m. And we got there and they checked her before they admitted her. And they were like, oh, honey, this is your first time. We want you to do that for eight hours, not just one. And so we actually had to go back to the hospital or back home. And, and that was kind of, that was hard. Because at that point, Cam had kind of been having contractions for over 24 hours. And we were tired and she was laboring through the night and not sleeping. And which means I wasn't sleeping. And so it was just like, oh and we kept going and we actually ended up going back that afternoon and uh, we were admitted which was great that was a surprise it was like oh well I guess we're going back home now <laughs> especially when you build up like oh we're going to the hospital we're gonna have a baby and it's like no I'm not tying it that's tough the laboring part of it you were less squeamish it was more just like the delivery the catch catching the baby yeah the laboring part wasn't it wasn't wasn't bad you know, I, I don't like to see my wife in pain, but, but that was, that was okay. Uh, we were just tired. She, she'd labored for probably a couple of days before it got to the point where we were ready to go to the hospital. And then I, I was there for Cameron, but I tried to stay in a place where I couldn't really see as much during the actual delivery part, just cause I didn't want to draw any attention away from her cause I could have passed out or thrown up or something. I was, I was that squeamish and she's like, do not if the nurses pay one bit of attention to you and not me, I'm not going to be happy. So I just tried to stay out of the way. And, and Cam's mom was there and was able to kind of actually you know, hold her leg and, and kind of be there. And, and I kind of stayed up near her near her head and, and behind everything and offered encouragement and, and stuff like that. So that was kind of my role. <laughs> Did you have any inclination to catch the baby? I didn't catch my baby. I don't, I don't think most people do. But No, no, I, I don't think that was, was an option. The, you know, the, the doctor came in and, and did all that. Um, I did cut the cord, which I, I didn't think I would have done before. But you know, kind of just in that moment, the baby's here. We're happy. She's healthy. Dad, you want to cut the cord? It's like, yeah, of course. Like, I get to do this once. You know, how many kids we have? Like, that's my only opportunities to do that. And so that's kind of why I think, you know, just why I think if, the situation called for it. I do feel like I would have been able to do it. And it's a lot different when it's your wife and she needs you and versus, you know, when you're sitting in the birth class, you're like, Oh, that's awful. Like I'd never want to do that. But when it is your wife and, and your family and you care about them so much, like I think the adrenaline kicks in and you kind of prioritize just taking care of your family over what grosses you out and what doesn't. We were just in a situation where I, we had people to do that stuff. And so I just, excuse myself from that part and focused on areas that I could have been even a bigger help in. So was there a moment where you just thought you're going to lose it? No, no, probably, probably not. And I mean, I'm, I was an emotional wreck once the baby got here. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, like she's here. So it was, it was pretty surreal. But in terms of, you know, losing it to the point where I wouldn't have been able to help Cam. No, I didn't, I didn't get there. What was the first thing you told her? Ellie. Oh, I, I don't remember. Um, I probably just said, hi, baby. Hi, Ellie. You know, just over and over and just, you know, try to wrap my brain around that this was my, my child. O overall, it was, it was pretty, pretty smooth sailing there. 
to me, I, I'm just so un, unsure of, I, you know, we'd never given birth. And so we didn't know what all the processes were. There was a moment where Cam had an epidural and she wasn't progressing as far along as they'd wanted her to. And they, they put her on Pitocin and that really amped up the, the contractions and made them more intense. And at one point, Ellie's heartbeat started to, to get lower. And, you know, I was sitting there kind of holding Cam's hand, watching the monitor. And I was like, oh, the baby's heartbeat's not going. And, and like within 10 seconds of the monitor going like that, the nurse was in the room, like taking care of stuff. And, and Ellie was, was totally fine. It was just crazy how aware everything is. Like you feel like you're kind of there alone but they're watching every move every second and it wasn't you know 10 seconds boom they were in there you know lowering the dosage of of pitocin and cam went through the rest of the pregnancy just fine uh, rest of the uh, delivery just fine uh through all that we were so tired and you know so unsure of what was going on at that point like so even as prepared as we were like there's stuff's going to come up that you just don't know and, and we just had to trust our nurse and trust our doctor and to, to take care of everything. What did you think when you saw the placenta? I don't think I saw it. Did you, was it in the room? Like did they, or did they take it off pretty, take it out pretty quick? Um, I, I don't really remember at, at that point. They'd probably, uh, they'd probably taken Ellie over to the warmer. And so I went over to the warmer with Ellie while they kind of cleaned cam up. Have you seen a placenta? No, I, I have no desire to see a placenta. <laughs> That's awesome. I've seen a lot of placentas since Monet takes pictures of them. But um, if you ever want to see them, we have some pretty cool pictures. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pass. That's that's really fun. <laughs> Do you feel more prepared for a next kid? Do you think you'll be quite as squeamish or or just unsure about it? Um, I mean the actual delivery of the baby yeah honestly I probably will be that's just I just don't do that kind of stuff very well I mean I we're still in the breastfeeding diaper phase and I, I still gag at at diapers and I hear that's nothing compared right the what. breastfeeding diapers actually smell pretty good well if they smell good then then I'm in trouble but I just I just don't do good with body functions I guess and, and so I, I think that's just going to be something that that I deal with but in terms of being prepared and knowing what to expect, you know, for Cameron and 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 kind of what my role is, I I think I'll I'll be ready, but I'll I'll probably still stay back behind and and be a voice of encouragement versus you know, probably actual helping. Man, well, thanks so much for doing this. Oh, oh, one thing that I thought of when you're talking about delivering the baby on the side of the road, I've already talked to another guy from Oklahoma, and I and just in my experiences in life. You can't run across a dude from Oklahoma that's not pretty, pretty stand-up guy. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but but the ones who at least leave Oklahoma and I come across, like I, I, I admire them, and and so I feel like maybe that's why. Like, if you're on the side of the road, do you think having a like coming from Oklahoma that would play any role in being able to step up? I I don't know if if being from Oklahoma has anything to do with it as much as just you know, taking care of what you need to take care of. That's, that's pretty Oklahoman is, you know, it's got to get done. So we're, we're going to do it. You know, that's just kind of 
a lot of people from Oklahoma, you know, went through or have families that were farmers or, um, you know, went through the Dust Bowl and stuff like that. So we just, our, our grandparents, parents, and, and all that just kind of raised us to, you, you just do what you need to do to, to live. And, and so maybe, maybe that's where that comes from. I'm, I'm sure anyone you've met from Oklahoma must not be a, be an OU fan. Cause you know, I, I don't know if those are standing. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, but you know, I, that's, you know, you look at Oklahomans, um, through all the tornadoes and, you know, you go back to the bombing in the nineties and, you know, we just, we just take care of each other. We, we see people that need help and, and we take care of it. And that's just kind of something that we were all raised with and grew up with. And it's just a mindset. You take care of your neighbor. And, and so maybe that's where that comes from. Do you think you'll be able to instill that in Ellie? Oh, I hope so. I mean, that's, hopefully that's just how, hopefully she'll be able to pick up on that just on how I carry myself and how I live my life. And, and Cam and her family are uh, very much from that same kind of uh, mindset. You just, you just help those who, who need help. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's definitely a hope. I, I'd hope I'd raise my kids to want to wanna take care of other people and, and love their neighbor. Special thanks to Tom Hagerman for letting me use his music. The song you heard throughout the episode is called The Nightcap, and it's from his solo album, Idle Creatures. Find it online and buy it. He's a brilliant musician and a dad. If you want to see more pictures of placentas, you can follow my wife and her birth photography at Monet Nicole on Instagram. I also put a link up on my blog on fromdad.audio, where you can always find more information about the episodes. You can also find me on Twitter at rdkulp, R-D-K-U-L-P, and on Facebook with From Dad Podcast. There's a comma after the from, because it's like at the end of a letter. But I would love to hear from you guys on social media, because I'm, I'm hoping that this continues to grow, and I'm really looking forward to doing more interviews. So if you have ideas or you want to do an interview, get at me. This episode was produced by me, Ryan Daniel Culp, in the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado. The next episode will be released next month, around this time, Thursday morning. <laughs>